Hello and welcome to episode three of Tell Me Your Story. Today I was able to sit with a really good friend in Grace Brunil as she shared her story from her LDS church mission. Um, I know it's a really personal story, so I'm super thankful that she felt comfortable enough to share not only with me, but also um, with everyone that listens to this podcast. So thanks again for that, Grace. Before we jump into the episode, the audio levels for the original interview at the very beginning were just a really just didn't sound too great. So I had to go in and cut that out. And so all it was was the introduction. So real quick, like I said, her name is Grace Bruniel. She is from Star, Idaho, which is just outside of Boise. And she's here in Rexburg doing cosmetology school. So I know I appreciate that because she got rid of my mullet and it was getting really out of hand. So um, yeah, I'm super thankful for for Grace and um, she's just a really great friend. And I know you all will just love her story and what she has to say today. So um, enjoy the episode. Well, I guess my story begins after I graduated high school. Um, I came up to BYU, Idaho. I decided that I was going to get married young. I was going to, you know, get in the dating scene up here and find someone so that I didn't have to do a lot of school. <laughs> I didn't have to go on a mission. Um, but I think God had some different plans for me. So I started praying about a mission because I couldn't find a husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided that a mission was what I needed to do. And so... So you did not want to go on a mission, and then you were like, I can't find a husband, I'm going to go on a mission? That wasn't, like, the sole purpose of it. <laughs> but through my not finding a husband, I realized that I had other growth that needed to happen. I wasn't, you know, in a place where I was ready for that. And I always wanted to find a husband who would help me raise a family in the church. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, like, I couldn't put all that pressure on my husband that I needed to be someone who would be able to give that support to my children as well. And I had been blessed by the gospel, and so I needed to share that with other people. So that's really why I went the on a mission. Reason. That's good. But not finding a husband kind of led me in that direction. Started thinking about it. And it was kind of a process to get on a mission. It took a couple months for me, but when I got set apart for my mission, I remember my setting apart blessing was really powerful and interesting to me. It talked a lot about um, my ability to teach the plan of salvation with power, which I never questioned the plan of salvation and I had a testimony of it, but never like a big experience that gave me that, you know, it was just like, oh, I went to primary, I learned about it and I believed it. The basic stuff. Yeah. And so I left on my mission and I ended up serving the first four months of my mission in Palmyra, New York, in like at the Sacred Grove and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And one of the sisters I was there with, um, her dad and her brother had passed away. And I remember walking through the Sacred Grove with her one day and I was telling her about my blessing and I was like, you know, like, I've never had somebody in my life die who was close to me. So you must, you know, really be able to teach the plan of salvation with power if you have that experience. 
and I mean obviously she was like yeah I can do that but she also was like you don't have to go through something like that in order to have a strong testimony of it and to be able to teach that to someone else and so I didn't really think much more of it and after my four months in Palmyra I went to North Carolina and I served the rest of my mission there and I was about I don't know a couple months I was in my training still in North Carolina when my sister who's just above me she was um, getting ready to have her first baby and I was super excited about it the day I left on my mission she told me she was pregnant and we had always grown up together super close um, had the same friends and everything and so I was a little bit mad that I was gonna be missing that big thing for her but I was super excited and I remember I was sitting in some mission meeting and I got a phone call that my nephew had passed away um, just 48 minutes after he was born and it was very unexpected and nothing like it they didn't really know why they didn't really know what had happened he just had passed away and I just remember that being the worst day of my life like so many questions going through my mind because I had gone on a mission I had sacrificed everything for the Lord and he was gonna let this happen to my to my family to me you know I missed out on so many experiences that my family had together they would share like oh this we felt him in this way or we felt him in this way and I was mm -hmm. just stuck kind of wondering what like my part was I didn't really feel like I had a relationship with my nephew and all of them felt that they did and it was kind of I don't know just a really weird time for me because I didn't know my place in my family anymore necessarily because they all had grown in this way and I didn't get to be there for that but just with time and with prayer and understanding more and studying the plan of salvation I came to you know receive my own experiences and my own testimony builders and I was able to then do as my blessing said and go and teach um, the plan of salvation with power to other people and I still don't think that everyone has to go through something along the lines of that in order to gain a testimony of the plan of salvation or you know I don't think you have to do something really terrible to gain a testimony of repentance or any of those things um, but that was just part of you know my mission and my story but looking back on it now I've been home for my mission almost a year and thinking about just like how that now like what I've done with that experience and the I don't know the change that it's made in my life up until this point um, I still look back on those experiences and those days and remember the good that came from it and I also still look back on those times and sometimes question why you know God let that happen and why I didn't get to be there and you know certain things and I think for me with this story what I kind of like feel I took from it was that God has a way of making life become what it's supposed to be and 
you don't have to be okay with it all the time. You can be frustrated by things and you can, you know, learn things and have really great experiences from it. But life is imperfect and, you know, you do with it what you can and yeah, I guess mm -hmm. that's that's my story. Well, I think that like just like hearing you talk about it, you're like super comfortable like talking about that, which is probably pretty tough. When I was on my mission, it's not exactly the same, um, but I, I felt that feeling that you felt probably where you had your family experiencing this together and you were kind of away. Because I had, my grandpa had passed away like a long time ago and it was like really traumatic what had happened. And so we just never really talked about it. But when I was on my mission, they like gathered all the cousins and family and everyone and kind of just like talked about it with them. And so I was like, oh, that's like the one part where I'm like, I never knew that guy. I never got to, like, he died before I was even born. And so I got to, like, hear a few stories after. But I really had no idea who he was. And so they all met as a family. I was just away, though. So I didn't really get to experience it. And I've, like, tried to, like, see if they could do it again. But I was, like, the only one not there. So it would have just been weird to do it again for me. Um, but I had that same feeling where, like, you wanted to... Um, go through that with them you wanted to experience what they were feeling um, and you wanted to be there for them um, in person and so I can understand that do you think that and I, I guess if you have an example when you say that you felt maybe more comfortable teaching the plan of salvation do you have like an example of someone who um, heard your story who helped them like on your mission or anyone else that um, helped them understand the plan of salvation um Let's see. I'm I mean, sure it came up in lessons. Like, I mean, if. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we taught the plan of salvation to everyone who ended up being baptized. And I think. I think that the more. Like, the thing about my story that hit, hit people more was not. Like. That death itself occurred in my family and in my life because everyone. Experiences Exper at some point, yeah, yeah, everyone experiences that and everyone, you know, there are people who have, you know, a way more traumatic story than mine or, mm -hmm. you know, somebody like, I can't imagine losing like my dad mm -hmm. and not to say that it was, it was easy or it was easier or anything like that. But I think what my experience taught people and I, I, you know, give this all to the Savior, was that no matter what experience you do go through, like, I question still, like, people were like, you'll find out why you had to be gone. You'll know why you needed to be there. You'll find someone who needs your exact story. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I found that. But yeah. what I did find was confidence in my testimony. And I think when you have confidence in what you're teaching, other people can feel that. Other people can, you know, recognize, like, oh, she really does believe what she's sharing. Like, truth in what you're saying. Yeah, and I think more so than anything, that was... It It brought my testimony around because it was just another thing that I had no doubt was true about what I was teaching. So it made it easier for me to teach all the things. Yeah, I'm sure, like, people appreciated that and they were able to, I don't know, like... Talking about something like that is tough, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, seeing you talk about it and with such confidence that you'll see your nephew again, even though you never saw him in person, is probably, like, 
definitely allowed them to understand the plan of salvation even better. Like, you can meet someone that you've never met and know that they're going to be uh, in the afterlife. So, I think it's just uh, comforting and... Um, I don't know. I had a tough time, I guess, teaching the plan of salvation too on my mission, just because at first I had not really. I mean, like I said, my grandpa, but mm -hmm. I hadn't experienced it in person, um, and so it's sometimes tough. But then when you look at it in the way that it's taught to us, it's all it is is just a plan that is telling you that no matter who you meet and no matter who, what connections you make with uh, here on earth, you'll be able to see them um, after this life, and so it's like the most comforting thing ever. So. Yeah, well, and it's not just, like, the plan of salvation is so much more than death. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, it's just, it's comforting to know that there was something there. And I think also being on my mission and knowing what we know about the plan of salvation, we have an understanding that, you know, when we do pass away, we are then missionaries again. And mm -hmm. we get to go and we get to teach people who are on the other side of the veil struggling and I think that was probably one of the times when I did feel him the most was because I knew that he was a missionary with me now you know he was doing the same thing that I was just on the other side of the veil and he there was one experience where I felt like he came to me I didn't I didn't like see him or feel specifically mm -hmm. him grab my hand or anything but I did feel his presence, you know, kind of be like, hey, we both have work to do. We we can't sit around. We can't be sad forever. Like, we've got things kind to like do. like the whole forget yourself and get to work, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so, after that, I kind of honestly felt guilty for how quickly I was able to get back to work. Mm -hmm. Because my family was grieving very, you know, heavily. As you can see by, like, my experience sharing so much. My family is just very open. And open they just about it. Yeah, they just share a lot. Heavy things are kind of just out in the open. And so they grieved heavily for a while. And I just kind of was like, yeah, this thing happened. But you know what? I'm going to either go home or get back to work. Get and so that was, yeah, just remembering that he was with me because he was doing the same thing that I was. Yeah. I like that. I think, uh, and just going off of a point you said earlier where um, you're still waiting for like that one person who you feel like needs to hear your message. It's like something I've thought about because I think towards the end of my mission, my mission president would always say like, um, you were sent here to teach one specific person. Like, sure, you'll teach all these people and they'll need to hear your message. But there's one person at least that only you can convert or like only you can um help which i don't know if i ever helped that person i always struggled because i came home like three weeks early because a broken toe so like i struggled for a while i was like darn it like what if that guy or girl or you know was there in those last three weeks that really needed me but i got like comfort knowing like if i didn't teach them there i'll meet them at some point or like there'll be some even though i served in africa i'll bump into that person somewhere <laughs> and like um it's just reassuring to know that you know Although the message, uh, you haven't shared it with that person yet, um, they're being prepared to hear it right now. And so that's um, the way he was able to share it with me, that no matter what or when you tell them that message, they're preparing to hear it. And so it's really comforting and just know someone is waiting to hear from you. Yeah. It's pretty awesome to know that we have, or just the knowledge that we have of, you know, 
a plan and I don't believe that there's like specific everything that we do <laughs> but to know that whatever we do choose to do God will do something with that and help someone and I mean if we choose to allow those things to be good and I think that was another thing that I thought to myself is like okay if I have to go through this crappy thing then what can I do with it you know like who can benefit from it and I think that's another reason why I feel so comfortable sharing because I'm like someone out there has gone through something worse, the same yeah. or worse and I want them to know that they're not alone and that people can talk about these things. Mm -hmm. I think we had a uh, think back to that car drive we had where everyone was sharing their trials and stuff they've gone <laughs> through and we had a real heart to heart moment with all all the people in the car and it's like everyone no matter like who they are they've all gone through their own things everyone has trials everyone has experiences that are different from others maybe my message won't reach someone um maybe in that car it didn't but like someone else needs to or you know someone is someone needs to hear it and that's like literally the point of this podcast i just wanted to do it because not everyone's gonna connect with every story but there's probably gonna be at least a few people who are really happy that you were able to share your message so i appreciate it um, anything for letting me on. yeah yeah anything else you want to add or um i don't think so yeah just God is good. God is good. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks for listening, whoever did listen, and um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>